Do you have an email list that makes you money while you sleep? Or do you keep telling yourself that you don't need an email list? You're just going to grow on Instagram or on TikTok or email lists are dead or you don't need all of that. Well, today, my beloved friend, Amy Porterfield, is with us to break down the importance of creating and growing an email list now more than ever. She also debunks all the myths and lies you may be telling yourself about growing a list and why it's so important for your brand and wallet. This is a good one. Get ready to take notes and let's get started. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hi, Amy. Well, hey there, friend. It's so good to be here. It's so good to have you. You know, I love you so, so much. And I am so happy because now we're both in Nashville. And so selfishly, I get to see you whenever I want. (laughs) And it is so fantastic. I have to say, before we even get started, I was thinking about this interview and I was thinking, Julie literally is my saving grace in Nashville. You know where to get the best facials, where to go to eat, uh, what I need in terms of business in town, who I need to meet. You literally are more connected than any of my friends. I tell Hobie all the time, she's literally the greatest friend to have when you move to a new town. So thank you so much. You've been my lifesaver. Oh, you're so, so welcome. And I'm, I'm glad that you're, that you're here. And even though it's kind of gross today, the weather's about to get really good and we're going to have some more fun. So yes. speaking of fun, I wanted to have you with us today because there is something that you are a phenomenal wise, incredible teacher and woman on. And it is something that I know my community really needs more of. They need to dive into it more. If they already have it, they want to scale it. If they don't have it or don't understand the importance of it, we need to talk about that. And it's something that I haven't talked about a ton on the podcast. And so I think that it's really important to do that. And that is list building. This is a big one. It's a big one. I always say the energy of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list. And by energy, I mean the connection with your audience, the revenue you're bringing in, the uh, way you communicate, your messaging, your relevance to your audience. All of that is directly tied to the strength of your email list. And I was looking at some recent stats. And when you use social media alone to attract an audience, there's about, if you're lucky, a 25% ROI. When you use email marketing right, there's a 4,200% ROI when done right. And so a lot of times when we talk about social media, people will say, well, so, uh, or when we talk about email marketing, people will say, isn't email marketing dead? Like social media, that's where it's at. And I always warn people, don't build your business on rented land. Like we don't own Instagram. We don't own Facebook. In any minute, Mark Zuckerberg can change that algorithm and the way we do business changes dramatically. But if you use social media and you really value your email list, oh my gosh, the sky's the limit. So it's an area that you cannot ignore. And I think that you touch on a good point because even, you know, it's 2022. So even three years ago, if I would have had you on to talk about this very topic, I know that I could hear probably what my audience is thinking is like, well, I mean, they say that, but come on, like Instagram's where it's at. That's where we do all of our stuff. My conversion rate is high. My engagement rate is high. 
But now I know, and now I think so many people know with the changes in the algorithm, algorithm, et cetera, you know, a lot of what we were used to with Instagram and Facebook two, three years ago, just it's not the same that it used to be. People are not in see, seeing the types of engagement rates that they used to see. They're not seeing the type of impressions that they used to see. You know, nowadays it's basically you have to become this content creator dancing all over a video to create a reel to even get it out into the world. And so I think that this just really solidifies what you just said about the power of building an email list and email marketing. And for any of those who maybe they've listened to me over the years, even kind of mentioned that in passing, I think that people can really understand that now more than ever because they're seeing firsthand how fleeting the connection through Instagram can be. It's true. It's true. And you just reminded me of something. What if you could wake up every day being truly happy with your life? What if you could shake off outdated ideas of what is possible and use your newfound confidence to make anything you want happen? Well, I'm excited to share that I'm going to show you the way in my upcoming book, Get What You Want, how to go from unseen to unstoppable. In these pages, I share my vulnerable, authentic account of how I transformed my own life to live free from self-loathing and gain the confidence to love and accept myself, which made me feel unstoppable. And I'm going to teach you the steps and the methods that I took to get there. And in the book, I share why most people feel stuck in the past with belief systems that make them feel like getting what they want is impossible. And I'm going to show you what to do about it. I give you very actionable steps and easy exercises that offer a no-nonsense, eye-opening path to everything you want and a path that enables you to leverage your power and influence to understand and overcome the origin stories that hinder your success, discover your true purpose and create a new vision, set and stick to newfound boundaries, and gain the confidence to pitch, negotiate, and get anything you want. This book is my gift to you. It will answer your questions about why you feel confused, frustrated, overwhelmed, stuck, and alone. And it will liberate you from the belief system that has kept you feeling small for so long. By taking this path, you can and will get what you want. And when you order your copy of the book today, you will get a ton of perks, including special access to my brand new personal development membership for only $1 your first month. I know that is crazy, but I want to make sure that you have the easiest way possible to experience this. This membership is where I break down the methods of the book. This gets you access to bi-weekly empowerment coaching sessions with me live in real time each month, as well as private podcast episodes, accountability support, and so much more. So you're going to want to go to juliesolomon.net slash get what you want. And all you have to do is pre-order the book today and you get a ton of free bonuses and this special offer to try my new empowerment membership for just $1 your first month. It's all valued at $500 and you get access to it all when you pre-order the book. So I invite you to join me on the journey of how to let go of what you can't change, how to change what you can, and blast through fears of self-doubt to create the life you've always wanted. Join me for the coaching and support when you pre-order the book today at juliesolomon.net slash get what you want. This special offer expires soon, so you want to get in it today.
So not long ago, a few months ago, remember the day that Facebook and Instagram went down? Like Mm -hmm. it was like radio silence. And it was the weirdest day because it was hours and hours and hours that these social media platforms were down. That day, I just so happened, it was a coincidence, I had sent out an email to my list and I had promoted a product that I have had for years and years. It was not brand new. They, my audience had already heard about this product many times, but we were doing a little extra push for this digital course that I have. And so we, we sent out an email that morning. And by that afternoon, we had generated $17,000 on a day that social media was dead. There was no getting on social media. And we had generated $17,000 with one email. And that reminded me the power of not only email marketing, but that you can't control social, but you can control your email. You can control that conversation and gear it how you want and nurture it the way you want to. So yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this topic because there's so much goodness and so much growth in your company with email marketing. Yes. And and I want to dive into it because as you know, Amy, I have a lot of content creators, a lot of um, bloggers, a lot of influencers, a lot of TikTokers that um, have really started to be able to grow and or scale their brand using social media. And they may be seeing some success with that. They may also be seeing some frustration with that. But the one thing that I see a lot of them missing the mark on is building an email list. Um, some of them don't even have a website or a blog because they have been so indoctrinated just to create content on Instagram. So let's kind of start there with this idea of what is an email list? Why do I need it? How is it going to help me? What is, why should I care basically? Oh, I love this. Okay. So with an email list, basically you are collecting names and emails and the way you do it is usually in exchange for some kind of freebie. And to back up a little bit, I just want to give the basics. Everyone needs an email service provider before you even get started. Is there one, Julie, that you tend to recommend? So it depends on what they're doing. For a lot of my my followers who are just more focused on their brand at this point, MailChimp seems to be like the direction that they go. When they start creating their own products and services, I recommend ConvertKit. And when they really need to start building out larger funnels and sequences and things like that, I recommend ActiveCampaign. Perfect. So those are ones that I would absolutely recommend. I personally love ConvertKit. I think they're fantastic. Um, But all of those are great options. So you need an email service provider. And so from there, now you are collecting names and emails, usually in exchange for a lead magnet, a freebie, a giveaway of some kind, something that's valuable enough to let go of a hot commodity like a name and email, because these days that is a hot commodity. And the, the goal here is to create a uh, subscriber list of people that are eager to hear from you. They want to hear from you. They're eager to open up their email. When they see you pop into their inbox, you are someone that they're like, oh yeah, I want to hear from her. And the, the value of this is if you consistently nurture your email list, when you go to sell, it is so much easier to promote whatever it is that you're promoting. So way back when, when I did not nurture my email list, my first two years, I had about 600 people on my email list, but I never emailed them. I grew my email list with a freebie and then they didn't hear from me for months and months. And then I launched my very first digital course. I remember it like it was yesterday. As, as a true entrepreneur, I was sitting on my bed in my workspace and I was sending out that first email, letting people know I have a digital course and it's ready to buy. 
And I sent out the email to 600 people and I sat there and just waited and waited. And it was like crickets. No one opened that email. No one was paying attention because I didn't nurture this list. So they don't even remember me by the time I emailed about my product. However, if every single week you are nurturing that list, when you are ready to sell, they are paying attention. They are in the habit of opening up your emails, engaging in your emails, trusting that whatever you're putting in that email, it's going to send them to somewhere good. So when you do sell, they're ready to buy. That's the goal. The ultimate goal here is to generate revenue with your email list, but you got to do some work to get there. So it's kind of a twofold that I want to dive into. You have the essential opt-in, which is someone actually opting into your email list, and then you have the nurture. Yeah. So one of the first questions that I want to ask you, because it's a question that I that I get a lot when, when, you know, there may be this idea of someone who's curious about this and they're like, okay, so I create content every day, all day on Instagram or TikTok and I'm doing great. And my TikTok went viral and it's all of that, but I don't have anything to give away in an opt-in. What do I give away, Amy? How do I, how do I create something and give it to someone? So they give me their email address and get on my email list. Okay. So there's two ways to approach this. If you already know what you want to sell, or you have something to sell already, then you're going to re-engineer or, um, what's it called? Like when you go backwards with that, there's a term reverse engineer. Thank you. Reverse engineer. You're going to reverse engineer the strategy here. And that means that whatever you're selling, you're going to think in order for them to be ready to buy, what do I need to do to meet them where they're at right now? And so let me give you an example of my own world. So I teach people how to create digital courses. And before they're ever ready to create a digital course, they need to believe that they are capable of creating a course and launching it. So they need a good idea. So one of my freebies is how to come up with a great idea for a digital course. Because once they have a great idea, they're like, oh, this is exciting. I think I could do this. I want to learn more. Show me how but they first need to have that great idea. So that's one of my freebies. And so if you know what you want to sell already, you're going to reverse engineer and go backwards and think, okay, where can I start with them? Now, a lot of people just starting out, they're not really ready to sell something they're, They don't know what they want to sell. So if that's the case, then just think about how you want to serve your audience, how you want to show up for them and ask yourself again, where are they right now? Now, here's a quick story that I want to kind of paint a picture. Let's say that you're a stylist and you want to create a digital course where you teach women how to style themselves from the comfort of their own home. And let's say part of being a stylist is you help people um, build a capsule wardrobe. And so if that's your course, you've got a digital course teaching people how to create a capsule wardrobe, you might think that a really great freebie would be the five things that you must include in your capsule wardrobe. But if you think about who your audience is, let's pretend it's moms of toddlers and let's say first time moms that are frazzled and overwhelmed and chasing their two-year-old all over the house, but they want to look put together and they want to feel better about themselves. And you go to them and say, for free, I'm going to teach you the five things that you must include in your closet. And she says to you, I don't even know what's in my closet right now. I am frazzled. My closet's a disaster. I don't even know what's in there. So a better freebie meeting that busy mom where she's at is let me give you a strategy in one hour to clean up your closet so you know what you have before you buy more. So it's something that's very tangible and meets her where she's at. And she's like, hallelujah. That's the stuff that people will gladly give you their name and email for when you know their challenge in the moment and you meet them there. That's the best kind of freebie. 
Wow, that's such a good and great example because I think that it, you know, even you saying like the five things you need and now I'm like, oh, well now I got to go like stop what I'm doing and go like buy these five things. And what am I going to wear with these? But instead of like how to clear out the clutter. Yes. And so I, I love that. I think that that's a great reframe. And I love that you mentioned that idea of, you know, well, what if I'm not selling anything yet? Because I think the other thing that stops people from building a list is that they're like, well, you know, Julie and Amy, I'm not like you. I don't have online courses. I don't, you know, create, I don't share products and services that are my own. I instead align with a brand and I promote their products and services. But what I always say with, with, to someone like that, and I would love for you to dive deeper into this is that you're still selling something and that is yourself and your ability to influence someone to make a buying decision. So even though you didn't create that shirt that you're wearing, you're still trying to sell that shirt off of your back when you're creating these TikToks and these reels and everything else. And so I feel like a lot of times people are missing the mark by not building their list when it comes to selling more of those products and services that they are selling when they partner with brands or sponsors. So I would love for you to kind of touch in on that too. I'm so glad you brought this up. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business Business for sponsoring the show. Now I'm so mad at myself because I cannot remember her last name, but it starts with an M. Do you watch TikToks? Sometimes. Okay. There's this girl on TikTok. Her first name is Emily and she creates the salmon and rice recipes. Does this ring a bell to you at all? Okay. No. Marcado or something like that. I'm feeling really bad that I don't know her last name, but there's people right now that are screaming her last name because they know it and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, She has millions of followers on TikTok. And when she started to really gain gain traction, this was so interesting. The first thing she did is she started to tell people that all her recipes are in a weekly newsletter and here's here's how to get on that newsletter. This famous TikToker with millions of followers instantly, it was so quick, that teaches you how to make different recipes. The first thing she did when she started to see traction was, hey, I've got a newsletter here's how to get on it. And I thought, ah, so brilliant. She doesn't sell anything either. She has absolutely nothing to sell. However, she definitely gets brand deals. So let's talk about this. I think it's so valuable that if you were to say to somebody who wanted to do a brand deal with you, if you were to say, yeah, I've got 500,000 followers, let's say on TikTok and 250,000 followers on Instagram, and I have an email list of 20,000 people, right there, you are more valuable than the person that just has the social media accounts. These brands, they know the value of an email list. 
everything I do now, I'm uh, just like you, I'm writing a book and I'm starting to think about how to get the book out there. And the media, they want to know, right? How many people are on our email list? They don't just want to know our social. They want to know how many people are on an email list. The media knows these brand partnerships. They know the value of an email list. So if you show up and you say you also have that, you just became more valuable and can ask for more money. So that truly is what's going to set you apart from a lot of different influencers. Many influencers that don't follow Julie will not grow an email list. It's not even on their radar. So I think it makes you more powerful. I would agree with that. And, and I even see it too with a lot of the, the brands or partners that the women in my community align with or that I align with. And it's it's really about also being forward thinking, like the example that you used of the TikTok star. She may not have a product or service right now, but I am sure that maybe one day she's going to want to write her own cookbook yeah. or she's going to want to create her own line of, of kitchen wear or something like that. And the first question that a publishing house or a licensing company is going to ask her is, how many people do you have on your email list? And from my own experience, you know, you may get a 4% engagement rate on an Instagram, which means that 96% of the people that follow you did not see that. But your email list, you could have a 30 to 40% open rate. You could have 30 to 40% of the people that are sitting on your email list consistently opening your emails and actively engaging in that. So it makes it a much warmer and much more higher converting audience with it being on the email list. And so I love that you, that you talked about that and, and really kind of the, the value there. And so I would love for you to kind of share a little bit when thinking about the forward thinking, um, you know, we talked about books, we talked about if you want to create your own products and services one day, we talked about partnerships. What, what else could you use an email list for that would make you appear or seem valuable to what it is that you may want to be doing now or in the future? Okay. So one of the things with an email list is that you're able to grab somebody's attention, um, in a more concentrated way. So if you think about, uh, Instagram and now in the feed, these reels, like so many reels are just popping up and it's like so much information, boom, boom, boom. So you've got like a sliver, 15 seconds of their, their attention and they're likely moving on to the next thing. When you send an email, let's say you tell a really juicy story or you share some great value or insight, you have their attention. Here's what's wild. We're, we're in a promotion right now and we've tested two different kinds of emails. One, which I thought would work better, is just like the short and sweet, letting people know something's for sale right now. Here's how you get it. Here's what's included. Go for it. The other one is really touchy-feely, kind of a lot of love in that email, really connecting with my audience, but way longer. And I told my team, direct is going to work. And it doesn't work as well as the, the touchy-feely kind of emotional email where I tell a story and I connect with my audience at a deeper level. You never know what your audience really wants until you start to test it out. So I think it's important that to remember that email creates a deeper connection than social media will when you tell the stories, when you do it consistently, and when you add value. So right there, that's important. But another thing is, I know we talked about partnerships, but beyond brand partnerships, just affiliate marketing in general is very powerful for any internet marketer. And if I didn't have an email list to promote other people's products and services, I would lose out on hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Because when you think about uh, affiliate marketing, 
If you're an affiliate, then there's a lot of other affiliates who are also posting about whatever it is on social media. But in email, when you can tell your own stories and share your own experiences with that product, you have more of their attention. So even with affiliate marketing, email marketing is going to be more powerful than social. That was so good. And and I, I would love to talk about this a little bit because it's going to go into nurturing. And you kind of mentioned just that story of you have very direct emails that are just like, here's this offer. This is what it is. This is how you get it. The, all the specifics, take it or leave it. Yeah. And then you have those longer form emails where maybe you share a story, you build some know, like, and trust, you build a connection. And I would have been like you, I would have been like the direct email. People ain't got time to to read a novel of an email. People are busy. They're just going to want the information. And I think maybe because that's kind of how I am. Like, I just want the information and, and move on when I'm in my inbox. However, this just goes to show we don't always know what's best. You notice that the long form emails did convert and and converted better. So I would love for you to share, you know, the difference between a longer form email versus a direct email. And if there's a time and place to kind of dabble with both of those, when it comes to, this isn't really about list building, but it's more about list retention and keeping people on the list. Yes. Okay. So first of all, when we talk about list retention and keeping people on the list, it is paramount. It's absolutely important that you are reaching out to them consistently. And I always get asked, well, what does consistently mean? I'm talking once a week. I believe your audience should get an email from you. They should hear from you once a week, if not more. And the reason for that is if you are not top of mind when you are ready to, or when they're ready to buy something related to what you do, they are not going to be thinking about you. They're going to be thinking about someone else that's constantly getting into their inbox and connecting with them. So it's important that every single week you're sending out an email. Now, the question is, what the heck am I sending them every single week? This is something my my audience asks me almost every week when I talk to new list builders. And the answer, the best answer I can give you is you are sending out original content. Now, what that means is either you're sending out an email saying, hey, I've got a new podcast this week. Come take a listen. Or you send out an email, I've got a new blog post this week or I've got a new video this week. So I want you to have a podcast, a blog, or a video show, or do live video once a week that you can link people to so that you have consistent original content going out. Julie, I have a quick question for you, and there's no right or wrong here, but I'm curious, do you email when you have a new podcast episode? I do, and we've actually tested, because I've had a podcast since 2017, so we've had some time to test, and we've done, um, we've, done weekly emails of the podcast, then we stopped doing it, or we had, we tried to opt, get people to opt into a segment of people who just wanted that. So it's like, we've, we've tested all different things out. And what we do now, that is now my consistent weekly content. That is the piece of content that people can expect. We have spent years indoctrinating them into expecting that. And to me, and this was going to kind of be my next question to you, what I have noticed is that more of that in real time email seems to work better for us than let's say like creating some kind of big welcome sequence that may be a little bit more evergreen, but it's like, I just feel like the times have changed. And and I I think that our email list reader has gotten a little bit more sophisticated and they know the difference between an email that may be, I don't want to say generic, but just 
a little bit more um, structured and yeah. formulated and put into some kind of what's called an evergreen system, a sequence versus an email that it's like, I'm writing this on a Friday and it's going out on a Wednesday. Absolutely. We do the same thing. So I do not have any more nurture or welcome sequences. I know people that do that works for them, but for me, it just doesn't. Meaning like if you get into my world, if I have a freebie out there that you sign up for, once you sign up for it, now you're going to get an email from me, rain or shine every single Thursday with my original content with just like Julie, it's my, my uh, podcast episode. And we do try to make it timely. Like I'll tell a story like yesterday, Hobie and I were doing blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking like that kind of stuff. So it is very timely and it is every Thursday rain or shine when, so I love that you and I are doing the same thing and it really does work. Same with you. I've tried so many different things, but also what's important is that you do have for email list building. It's important that you have an opportunity to put out original content. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. When I say it's important to have a blog or a podcast or a video show, it's for two very important reasons. The first reason is let's just take a podcast since you and I have one a podcast will get you out into in front of new audiences, people on Apple and Spotify and Stitcher that are searching for different things that Julie and I offer can find our podcast. And we didn't even do anything to do that. It just was through the search. That's very powerful. So any kind of content you do every single week, pushing it out into the universe, more and more people have the opportunity to find you through SEO, through search, through podcasts, through YouTube, whatever it might be. So the first thing is weekly original content will grow your audience. But the second reason why you want to create content every single week on the same type of platform is because now you're nurturing the audience you already have that you've attracted on your email list. So if you attract a bunch of people on your email list with a freebie and then have nothing to say to them or no value to offer them that you're going to lose touch, that no like and trust factor is going to go down the drain. So the second reason why you create content every single week is to have something to give to the people that are already in your community and on your email list. So that's why content creation is so tied to growing and nurturing your email list. I love that. And I just, I love that you shared that really the, the behind the, the strategy to that, that, that now we know it, it's been tested long enough. It's tried and true. This is what it is. This is just the, the, the behavior of the consumer, of the listener, of the fill in the blank. Yes. Um, and when it comes to writing emails, because another objection to list building, I could imagine, cause it's been said to me, yeah. well, it says, well, now I got to write all these emails. Like I don't have time. Like I'm creating all this stuff here. I don't have time to do that. So I have one question for you about um, when it comes to your emails, and I'm sure you've tested different ways because I have. I have had people write emails for me, and then I have written my own emails. And to me, the the weekly content, the more that it can come really from me and really sound like my voice and the words that I write, I feel like the more connected and higher converting it is. Um, so I would love your your take on do you write all the emails? Do you hire someone to write the emails? If so, what emails are you hiring out versus what emails are you writing? Um, so we'll start with that one. Okay, great question. So for many, many, many years, I wrote my own emails. And I think that you are right. The more it, that can be in your voice coming from you, the real stories, where you are right now, that's the most powerful. And I believe that everybody, because I work with a lot of people that are just starting out on their online journey, and I believe that everybody should be a student of copywriting and know how to write 
in their voice, of course, but know how to write in a way that will grab attention and convert into whatever it is you want them to convert. So everyone, I think, in my opinion, should start with writing their own emails. But then when you get to a certain point, if you have the revenue and you feel like you want to do it, hiring a copywriter, I'm all for it to get the support. And so I have a full-time copywriter. Her name is Emery on my team. And here's the crazy thing about this. Emery started out as a community coordinator. I have three people on my community team. Emery is one of them. And every single day for two years, she was in my community talking to people, answering questions, being support, loving them up. And she did an incredible job. And she started to write the post in my community and they got so much engagement. We're like, you're really good at this. She is not a trained copywriter, but she was really good at it. So I said, okay, if, and she wanted to be a copywriter. And I said, all right, if you work with me and we together drafting these emails, I'll give you ideas, you finesse them, we can see if this would work. So she has grown into a copywriter and she writes my weekly emails, but there's always like a, a pitch and catch. So what I do is I'll send her a message and say, okay, Emery, so this week I wanted to share this with you, or here's a quick story, or here's something I would love to infuse in that email. So I am very much involved but she is now crafting it, which frees up my time to create more content, which is great. So anyway, I have a copywriter, but I work very closely with her. And I think you have to, if you're going to have someone write your emails, you've got to be having that pitch and catch. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've tested both and, and I've worked with some copywriters when it comes to, you know, cause sales copy is, is a really specific yes. type of, um, talent. And so I have worked with people to formulate that. But I also think that just me getting in there and writing copy over the, over the years has made me a better writer. And, Absolutely. you know, when it comes to like my weekly podcast email, I write that I'm the one on the podcast talking to like, when we get off, I'm going to go into ClickUp and I'm going to write the summary about I this. I love podcast that. Episode. I actually think that's fantastic. That's, and it's, that is more powerful. Way, it is. And it's just a great way to batch it. It's fresh of mind. It's done. But I do want to chat about for those that may feel like either they don't have time or they don't have the resources to hire things out. I want to talk about the power of repurposing yes. and how someone can, maybe they're spending 60 hours a week creating reels. How, the, how could they take a reel and repurpose it into an email to build or keep retention up in their email list? Ooh, that's a great question. Okay. So they create a reel. And you're saying, how could they take some- Or like a blog post, or I just used a real oh. example, but let's say they create a piece of content on social media and they're yes. like, okay, so this was a video. And in the video, I was sharing this recipe, or I was telling people, you know, the five ways to build confidence, or I was giving a story. Now, how do I take that and actually create it into an email? Okay. So I love this. So let's, let's pretend that you got on a reel and you created this quick recipe for overnight oats. One of my favorite, I have like 10 recipes on my phone from people that do overnight oats. And so let's say you put this together and let's say that you got some really great traction from that reel. So what I would do is I would get on email and I would say something like, Oh my goodness, blowing up the internet over here with my recent recipe of overnight oats. Let me tell you why I love overnight oats. Let me tell you what they do for me in terms of giving me energy and making me feel like I'm ready to start the morning and super organized because I don't have to start over in the morning. They're already cooked. And let me give you my very best recipe that you literally outline in the email. And what I would do to get more traction out of that reel is once you put this together, I'd say, P.S., 
If you want to see me in action, click here and they could just go and they could watch the reel. You're going to get even more views, but I would take what you did and expand it in the email, turn it into a story or a recipe or behind the scenes. So now one piece of content just turned into two. Yes. And you could even go back to the description of the reel and say, if you're wanting this recipe sent to your inbox, absolutely head over to xyz.com slash xyz and <laughs> opt into my email list. Absolutely. So that's absolutely. a great example of how to repurpose. And I think that that's going to be really, really helpful. Um, okay. So a couple of more questions before we wrap up. Um, what do you feel like is the biggest misconception when it comes to staying consistent with, with email and how can someone kind of overcome that limiting belief or that objection or that misconception that they have? Okay. This is a great question. I think one of the misconceptions is that you have to write a novel in your email. And we probably didn't add much value to that conception. When I said the longer emails tend to work better for my audience, that's not always the case. And so I'm all about experimenting. And um, Seth Godin is one of my very favorite email marketers. His emails are like tiny, a few sentences, and people are obsessed with every single word. So you do not need to write a novel. And one of the things, reason why people aren't consistent with email marketing is they sit down to write an email and their mind goes blank and they're overwhelmed. And like the fact that you can jump off this podcast and whip up an email Many people are like, how do you do that? And so number one, it definitely takes time, patience, and perseverance, meaning it's not going to be easy in the beginning. The more emails you write, the easier it is just about like anything else in life. The second thing is you can absolutely batch something like this where you might, oh, geez, sorry, I'm such a rookie. You might sit down and think, okay, I'm going to write three emails. I know what I want to write for the next three weeks. I'm just going to bust them out over the next two hours. You do your very, very best. And then you cut bait. You're done because spending hours and hours and hours on one email, totally not worth it because the next email you write could be better. You just got to get into motion with this. So the fact that you don't need to write a novel and you can batch it and it does get easier are three reasons why you should just keep at it because I promise you, it does change your business. Mm, that's so good. Well, I know that you have a ton of resources on this very topic for those listening who want to dive in deeper. You know, if they don't have an email list, they can get started. Maybe they already have an email list, but if they're really being honest, like, you know, hey, there may be 600 people on there and I don't really email them and I don't know really what's happening over there. So can you give us some resources on how they can get started today? And I know that you also have a free training, right? That people yes. can, can also listen to or to watch and listen to as well. It's so true. So on my podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, I talk a lot about list building, the mindset around list building, the strategies behind it, specific details for it. So there's a lot of free resources on online marketing made easy. But like you said, I do have a free training and the free training is called why growing your email list is so dang hard and what to do about it. And no. so we're just talking about why it does feel hard to get started, why it is overwhelming at times and what you can do instead to get started today with your email. And I know you have a link for that, but it's a, it's a free training, totally worth it to get you started with growing your email list or re-engaged yes. if you kind of fell off the wagon. 
Yes. And that's, that's the thing that just even having these conversations that even for someone like me that grows my list every day, there's always things that I'm thinking about, about the re-engaging. It really never ends. I mean, it's, it's not like you do this, you write emails and then it's done. So I think that's important to note. We're going to make sure to leave the, the link in the show notes. So you guys can just click it straight from your phone or your computer, wherever you're listening and go straight to that. And then Amy, I know that you talked about your podcast, which I love. It's phenomenal. So I definitely want everyone to check that out. And then if you are listening today, I want to make sure that you screenshot this episode and tag me and Amy in it and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. I always love to know, because there's always such great takeaways in an episode, but I love to know what really stuck with someone. I just think that that's really interesting. So Amy, please share your Instagram handle on where we can do that. Well, thanks so much for asking. It's at Amy Porterfield. So tag me, DM me. I'd love to hear about your list building journey. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. You know, I love you. And I was just cracking up. I was telling Jonathan, I was like, I see Amy all the time and I, I still don't have a picture of her. I'm the, I'm like the, I'm the content creator that never creates content. We, I never, always we go out to lunch all the time and never take a picture. So I know. we have to do that next time. <laughs> I know we have to do It's because we, we get so in, I always tell John, it's because I'm being present in the moment and I'm totally. actually loving the conversation. <laughs> so proud of us for staying present. Well, I love you, Julie, so much. Thank you so much for being literally the the nicest friend in the world as I got to Nashville and taking care of me and my family. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast. I know we're going to do that fairly soon as well. So that will be a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you, Amy. Bye, friend. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all all of that good stuff.